are listening to Ouija Broads. This is Liz. This is Devin. I remembered it this time. It's about 50-50 lately as to whether <laughs> I actually put our names in or just start yelling at you about stuff. <laughs> I was like, you remembered You remembered my line? Like, I hope you know who I am. <laughs> I remember to let anyone else get a fucking word in edgewise. Oh, the last one we recorded, I just blew through everything you had to say. No, Liz, let me talk conspiracies. You're done. No words. <laughs> It's all good. I wanted to go back to the Empress. I wanted to what? talk more about it. Oh, is it, so this isn't like Seagull, seagulls exploding in some poor man's hotel room. No, this is not, which is now Lydia's favorite story, by the oh. way. Uh, it's got birds and it's got poop. I mean, those are all the yeah. things toddlers love. But what I'm going to call this episode is Five Ghosts of the Empress <gasps> Hotel. Oh, my God. Oh my god, I've got all five yeah. fingers ready to count down. Not one, not two, not three, not four, but five ghosts. And I Ugh. didn't do this intentionally to make it match the Davenport. Ugh. That's just apparently how many ghosts a large hotel Ugh. attracts. Well, that's... It's like how like a, a, a pack of lions will have a certain range. Definitely. And then, yeah. That's, how, that's many... how many ghosts you get in a big old hotel. Exactly. Well, more than five and you can't distinguish them. Like on the L word, there were five main characters. Everybody else was a conglomeration or a shadow. Of the five <laughs> main dominant types. Oh my god, I can't wait. Ugh. But what about lover Cindy? <laughs> <laughs> I fucking forgot her. I don't know who she is. <laughs> okay. So, and, and we had had a request for more Canadian stories. So what? I'm very happy to oblige. What? Because... I, I love British Columbia, and someday we will annex it, and we'll all take off together as part of Cascadia mm-hmm. and be independent. Fuck. It's going to be great. How about they annex us? I want my student loans forgiven. Fuck yeah. Works for me. Okay, so a lot of this is from a book that my mom got me when she went up there. <gasps> Thanks, Dr. Uh, C. She, she's been very supportive. It's called Victoria's Most Haunted Ghost Stories from BC's Historic Capital City. It's by Ian Gibbs. Oh my gosh. So a lot of the stories I have are from that because I looked online and none of them were as good as what he wrote. So oh, there you go. Good job. But let me tell you a little bit about the Empress. Yes. I actually came to this story a, a long way around because I was reading about Lord Lucan. Have you? No. Are you familiar with that thing? In, in 1974, he's an earl or was, and he killed his wife's nanny, like the nanny who looked after their kids, what? and then attacked his wife and then took off and disappeared, and nobody really knows what happened to him. What? No. It's a weird story. Uh. But from there, I, I was I went to the Wikipedia, you know, and I was like, ooh, people who've been executed in Britain, famous British murderers, <laughs> Madame Tussauds Chamber of Horrors, you know, so many fucking tabs so open, many. you can see like one letter of each. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So that was a good week. How how's working on your thesis going? <laughs> <laughs> you did a lot of work it's that my, week. It's 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 my intellectual ravenousness that makes me such a good PhD candidate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and I found myself back at the Empress, <sighs> and I went, well, hells yes, we're doing this as a story, <sighs> and then I had to slap my own hand to not text you about it, because I wanted to tell you on the show. <sighs> Proud of you. So, here we go. Okay. The Empress Hotel is in Victoria, British Columbia. Mm-hmm. It's a national historic site, mm-hmm. big, beautiful, Edwardian architecture, 
It has 412 rooms mm-hmm. and 52 suites. It took four years to build between 1904 and 1908. And it was designed by British architect Francis... What is this? Mawson? Is that a name? That sounds like a name. I'm just going to call him Francis Rattenbury from now on. Good. Which sounds like the name of, like, an aristocratic rat in a Disney movie. Yeah, it does. Right? Call him Francie Rat. Francis Rattenbury. So his deal was that he was an architect right around the time when it was becoming more professionalized. So he served an apprenticeship, and Mm. the generation after him was going to be, you know, actually going to school for architecture. All right. But he spent much of his career out in British Columbia, and he designed a lot of the notable buildings they have out there, including the British Columbia Parliament Building, the original Chateau Lake Louise, and the Empress. I only know of the Empress, but that's the only one I care about. He also got his ass murdered. Oh, boom. Right? Francie. Let me tell you all about it. Yeah, what happened to Frank, man? (laughs) Happened to old Frank O'Reilly. Yeah. All right. Well, Wikipedia did not give me all the dirt, but don't worry, this book did. Yeah. So, he was not a very nice man. Okay. He was cold and dismissive, and his mm. wife was really nice, and she'd, like, try to cheer people up. His wife, Flory, she was a Florence, a name that I'd love to see oh, come back. Yes. The, of the two of them, everybody was like, well, we can come, you know, you know how it is. Where you're like, oh, I mean, I want Flory at the party, but I guess we have to invite Francis, too. Oh, God, too, huh? how many friends have we had like that? <laughs> Nobody that we're currently be listening to us, friends. Don't worry. We're not talking about any one no. of you. No. But when Francis was in his mid-50s, he met a woman named Alma. She was 26. She was fun. She was flashy. And she's a good time girl. Okay. And Francis was like, well, Flory, time to get divorced. I'm in love with Alma. Of course. And... Yeah, gross. No. And she was like, no, I'm not going to give you a divorce. That's really embarrassing. And, I mean, people only have to go back a couple episodes to the Glover one to see how that could have played out. Yeah. But he didn't care. He moved into a hotel room with Alma. He started taking her to all the social events. (gasps) Oh, my gosh. And here's the worst part. He had the power and the heat turned off at the home that they shared. Oh. So his wife and his two kids were just sitting there in the dark and the cold. Oh, he even did it to his kids. Awful. Yeah. Dick move. Super dick move. I really hoped you were going to tell me that Alma and uh, Flory, like, stiffed him and got together. That's how this is oh, happening in my head. Well, yeah. Rewrite it as a better one and we'll get it made. And it's going to be a great movie. Okay. All right. So finally, Flory's like, all right, we can get divorced because I'm sick of trying to protect the kids from how cruel you are. Definitely. The thing is, unlike in Spokane, when apparently everybody was like, all right, James Glover, good enough for us. This ruined him in Victoria. People were like, no, you can't keep coming to stuff. Like, you're such a dick. Good. We wanted Flory, not you. Yeah, Alma. Ew. Yeah. Yeah. So he moved back to England with Alma in 1929. Wow. And in England, Alma was not ready for what it was going to be like. I think it was more fun to be the good time girl in British Columbia than it was to 
as they put it, her life revolved around an increasingly elderly gentleman. Yeah. She's bored. She was tired of living with him. I'm sure she was very isolated right. to move all the way out. They'd be like, oh, a colonial. Right. Uh, this is the point at which they hire an 18-year-old chauffeur Uh-oh. named George. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. I know how this goes. Yeah. It did. So Alma and George get in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And on March 23rd, 1935... Francis Rattenbury is found at home with severe head injuries and dies four days later. Oh, man. Does it say who found him? Like he was found at home? Yeah, it's a very passive voice. Uh I'm not sure. Okay. So Alma confesses, but also so does George, which is like, no, guys, get your story together. (laughs) Yeah. Why didn't you? I mean, that's kind of romantic and sweet, but why didn't you talk this out? Yeah. And so once he's confessed, she's like, oh, never mind. I unconfess. I retract. I retract my confession. Just kidding. Jesus, Bailey. Jesus, Bailey. So, okay. Alma retracts her confession. Okay. Oh, that's what I was talking about. The George was a few sandwiches short of a picnic, which I think is a very sweet way to put it. Yeah. But... He was convicted and sentenced to death, but in fact, 300,000 people signed a petition to have this commuted to a life sentence because, you know, at this point, she's what, in her 30s? He's 18. He grew up kind of rurally and isolated. Yeah. And people are like, oh, this fits into the whole story of she's the bad girl and she corrupted him and she made him do a bad thing so he's not really responsible so the home secretary does commute his sentence okay alma's acquitted but nonetheless stabs herself in the chest six times with a dagger and throws herself into a river and dies what oh my gosh because every time i see a victim story like a story about a dead person and they're like and he shot himself twice in the head and once in the back and then tied himself Mm -hmm. up and tossed him off i'm just like uh obviously foul play obviously somebody else did that but she really Mm -hmm. did that herself huh seems to be this is not an exhaustively investigated crime based on what i've found out about it but i have a lot of questions Mm -hmm. like Really, who was involved? Like, were they in a relationship? To what degree? Yeah. Like, how, whose idea was this? Because it's not like, you know, he was a chauffeur. He could have been like, oh, you know, we drove over here and then he got out and fell off a cliff or whatever. Definitely. But he had head trauma. He could have fallen down his own stairs. Yeah. It's like, no, I hit him in the head a bunch (laughs) while he was at home. Oh, who knows? But I ask you, is that a crime? <laughs> so I don't know what Alma's reaction was about. Yeah. If she just realized like this did not play out at right. all the way that she hoped, or maybe she was completely innocent and right. was like, oh my God, I wasn't having a great time with my husband, but I sure didn't want him to die horribly. And now everybody thinks that I'm this terrible temptress right. who's led this you know, promising young man into a life of crime. Either way, sad, dramatic endings on those stories. Actually, George only served seven years of that life sentence because, good news, World War II. Oh, gosh. There you go, yeah. George. Have fun with that. Yeah. yeah, they're like, you know how to drive? Sweet. Mm-hmm. And 
So he gets out of jail and he serves in World War II, survives, goes on to live a quiet life. Wow. That's a Cinderella story, George. (laughs) Kind (laughs) of. Yeah. So in the meantime, as the book puts it, it appears that the spirit of Francis Rattenbury has come back to the place of his greatest glory, the Empress. Rattenbury can often be seen loitering around the stairs where his picture hangs, as if waiting for passing guests to notice him and heap praise on him for what a wonderful job he's done at the hotel. (laughs) (laughs) Ever the narcissist, Frank. He also appears in the basement around the washrooms. I'm not sure what that's about. (laughs) And his appearance is apparently more common when there's regular traffic. But if you try to look at him and try to speak, he's one of those ones that as soon as you're like, what's up, my dude? My my dude with the old-fashioned clothes Uh and the cane, he'll he'll walk into a wall or something and just... So he's socially awkward. Very awkward. Yeah, definitely. Once all the recognition, but to maintain that aloof ennui. Yeah. Makes him so mysterious. I wish I could do that. Walk into when a people wall. people talk to me who I wasn't ready to have talk to me. All right. So that's the first ghost of the Empress. All right. And it has the most exciting and historically verifiable origin story. All right. Because that's how I came to it, as I was like, oh, who are these people, you know, famous people in the Chamber of Horrors and this and that? And yeah. I clicked around. And I'm like, wait a minute. This guy built the Empress? I've never heard of this. I love that it's another example of people showing up where they were happy or had a, a positive memory. They had some kind of association they yeah. wanted. I think those are more interesting to me even than somebody died here and now we see their ghost. Because it mm-hmm. it either has that total, there's either an element of choice, meaning you know your spirit gets to figure out where it wants to go for the afterlife, or it shows that energy and, and emotions and stuff are recorded. And it's cool to watch yeah. that play out. I like it for either reason. Exactly. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. And probably never boring. He must freak the fuck out about today's fashion, though. Can you imagine a 1900s person trying to look at the shit we wear? How do you explain? Imagine how he reacted to the seagull shit tornado. <laughs> it's beautiful hotel. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened that's why all the power went out he was in there trying to just like strangle this yep. guy who brought all the pepperoni into his beautiful <laughs> hotel he knocked the the hairdryer into the he water did exactly exactly oh what a dick yep this is i don't know i think you can make a good case for there being a curse because the architect being murdered is always a good one yeah right that's pretty solid yeah and in 1919 one of the big exciting things that happened was they were visited by prince edward oh okay danced in the ballroom it was such a big deal that like 50 years later when some of these people who were young were dying it was like aha prince edward singled her out for a dance in the crystal ballroom oh my and you know he he didn't uh and that's a story for another podcast Poor edward queen elizabeth's been there uh, it says King George and Queen Elizabeth, so I'm guessing she would have been Princess Elizabeth at the time. I don't really remember how that worked. No. But it was only a city of about 30,000 people, so that's a pretty big deal. Wow. I guess because it was British yeah. Columbia, she felt a calling mm-hmm. to go there. Yeah, it was nice of her to, to come over. Yeah. 
So let's do some more hotels. Or no, more hotels, more ghosts. This isn't Monopoly. What are you doing? No more hotels. (laughs) (laughs) I can't afford it. Okay. One of the first ghosts who haunts the hotel, one of the earliest ones, is a girl named Lizzie Lizzie McGrath. So... She actually used to work at one of the finest hotels in Ireland. I don't know what that was. The book doesn't say. (laughs) Just accept it. Yes. And when they got the Empress set up, it was supposed to be like a terminus hotel. Like you could take the train and then walk a block and you'd be there. Yes. The problem was they were trying to make it this big attraction and they didn't really have the staff and certainly not staff with experience. So they set out an advertisement saying we are looking for the finest maids, the finest cooks, the best of the best. All right. And they arrived from all over to work in this magnificent hotel. So Lizzie was like, all right, I'll come over from Ireland to Canada. Not even like the eastern part of Canada, but all the fuck over to British Columbia. Yeah, she went for it. She went for it. Go, Lizzie. We like you. And she was hired and she was given a room on the sixth floor of the hotel because in the early days, it was very common for staff to live in the hotel. I imagine that was kind of a Mm win-win because you're like, A, I just moved here. Mm -hmm. And B, you don't really have enough people to fill this place up yet. Definitely. So, yes. So Lizzie, by all accounts, really liked her job. She liked working in the tea room. She liked being in such a fancy place. She liked Victoria. Yes. And... In 1909, so the hotel has only been done for a year, the first of many renovations begin. One of the first things that they do is take off all of the drain pipes and the fire escapes so that they can work on the exterior. Oh, dear. Yeah. So, at the end of a long, busy day, before she's getting ready for bed, Lizzie heads for the fire escape like she does every day, pushes open the door, and falls six floors to her death. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. my gosh. That's tragic. Right? Like, OSHA nightmare. Absolutely. Right? Like, come on. Put a bar across it. Put some tape up or something. Something. Maybe yeah. distribute a, a, a note would be nice, even. Yeah. Or just say something, anything, yeah. any information so that people can't autopilot out a six-story yeah. door. Yeah. Not her fault. No. No. Well, one of the aspects of the story is that she had picked up her rosary and headed for the fire escape. I don't know why. It doesn't really say. But okay. she landed just to the right of where the main entrance to the hotel is now, in the back right-hand corner of the courtyard, and apparently she often still appears, dressed in her black and white maid's uniform and holding her rosary. Oh. Yeah. So they've she's appeared a couple ways. One is that she's sort of rushing around. Okay. One, which is interesting, I've never heard of a ghost doing this, is that they've seen her lying there. Oh, Quite no. content, quiet, and at peace. I've never seen a ghost be dead no, like that. No, not at all. That's a... Isn't that weird? Definitely seems like some kind of residual haunting if it's just... If there's no animation just laying there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, bizarre. I like to think, though, that maybe she's... She's just like, no, I just want to rest here. Like, yeah. I, I fell here. It's that nice. sucked. But, you know, it's a cool view. It's a nice day. Yeah. Yeah. And <sighs> she still walks around the sixth floor. 
And apparently, according to this book, the front desk has gotten used to receiving calls from disgruntled tourists who are like, yeah, it's great that the maids are dressed up like old timey, but what's the point when they're not even going to answer you? (laughs) And they're like, "Uh, we'll send somebody up, sir. (laughs) Take that, you tourist. (laughs) Take that. Take that. So this is not the only time, unfortunately, that somebody died in the hotel. Oh, man. Just like it's not, you know, the Davenport had people die in it and haunt it. So did the Empress. Yeah. So this story, The Third Ghost, is that in 2016, again, during a renovation. Okay. Haven't we found this in other ghost stories? Oh, like renovations stir things up. They do. They're just. Yeah. Even if they're not actively killing people. Nope. <laughs> they're getting that energy moving in a different way. Yeah. Well, this is both oh this is they were working on the sixth floor no no they're working on the second floor in separate rooms but they each had the doors open and they heard a noise at the same time and they see this native guy run by okay and they stop what they're doing and they step out into the hallway because on a renovation site when somebody runs you want to know why absolutely you're like what the fuck happened yeah like gas leak fire something's going horribly awry and they try to follow him but the hall's a dead end and there's no place he could have gone and they're like you saw that yeah okay cool all right i guess we go back to work now what was that so one of them later looks into it and finds out yes actually there was a guy who was killed in a renovation back in the 70s on the same floor that they were on when he fell out a window he'd been repairing what okay well so this had both. It both stirred up the energy and was a ghost from an earlier renovation. A, okay, first of all, do not run on active construction sites, dude. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why you fell out the window. Maybe you were you weren't able to stop in time. Don't. Yeah, I run. still don't know why he's running. Right? Is he running away from the window? Where's he right? going? Did somebody push him? What's happening? Did they? Uh, forgive me, but I think you said that they both saw a native guy run past. How did they know yeah. he was native? No, I think he just ethnically looked native okay. and then when they Fair. looked it up later they found that detail about the person who died and they're like oh that's the dude we saw that makes sense okay yeah wow don't know why i was running don't know why, why were you running well but it sounds like you know why were you running why was the maid just kind of hanging out laying there yeah it sounds like these ghosts do what these ghosts want to do liz i, I approve. respect that yeah oh okay fourth ghost yeah. Is that the fourth one? Yeah, yeah, it is. I'm counting. So number one, Rattenbury. Number two, Lizzie McGrath. Number three, running construction worker of mystery. <laughs> number four is from the 50s. Okay. So back in the day, in the 50s, there weren't any ferries between Victoria and mainland BC in the winter. They weren't daily, okay. at least. So it was kind of a ghost town when it got cold. <laughs> no direct flights. A ghost a town. A ghost town. <sighs> so... One of the ways that they decide to handle how quiet and dead it gets in the winter is they're like, we're going to drop the rate and advertise a winter stay at the Empress, which, mm, I mean, it would be a hard sell for me, but apparently Victoria doesn't get a ton of snow. Right. So if you were coming from, like, Toronto, I could see the appeal. Right. So Margaret was a woman from Calgary who liked coming to Victoria for the winter, and she was a regular. She would do this every year. She would lock up her house after Christmas and then stay until April or May. Wow. And the staff knew her by name. It was like her home. She stayed in the same room every year. That's cool. Good ghost stuff. If you stay in a lot of different rooms, how are you going to decide what to haunt? You won't know. One will have the fireplace, but the other will have the giant jacuzzi tub. You can't pick both. 
You have Mm -mm. to settle. So nope, just stay in the same place all the time. Not an issue. Yeah. Yeah. So at this point, she's up on the sixth floor where Lizzie used to live, but is guest rooms because they have expanded enough to actually need that. All right. So she's in the tower that was added in 1929. They are always renovating this thing. The last renovation got done in 2016 or 2017. Wow. Always working on it. And she was also a regular in that she had the same schedule every day. She was, like, born to be a ghost, I think. <laughs> Very good at this. We, we and like she you. Always, she always showed up for afternoon tea at four. Except one afternoon she didn't. Oh. So the manager went up and checked on her. And after knocking on the door a lot, he went in and she had passed away in bed. Okay. She just, you know, lay down for a nap, never got up. Okay. Not a bad way to go. Absolutely how I want it. The big sleep. <sighs> so, of course, they're not going to, you know, turn the room into a shrine for her. No. They're going to, you know, take care of things and then start renting it out again. Yeah. But Margaret's former room became the hotel's unrentable room. Mm. Let me tell you about one story that kind of illustrates why this was an issue. Okay. So I, I like to there think was a that, middle. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Uh, I, I like thinking that Margaret's laying claim to her space, being like, you know what? I died yeah. here. Just mm-hmm. it's mine now. You might as well board it up because I ain't fucking moving. Yeah. I, I used to stay here every year for months. This is definitely mine. Yeah. This is my home. So there was a couple who'd come to Victoria for an anniversary celebration from Manitoba. Okay. And they were like, okay, you know, we've seen a lot of good stuff today. Let's go take a little nap. The wife goes and climbs into the bed and turns on the TV. The channel changes. She's like, okay, Hmm. weird. Clicks it back. Channel changes again. She's like, all right, I'll read my book. (laughs) Everything's fine. They go down. They have dinner. They come back up, tuck themselves into bed, turn off the light, and they hear footsteps close to the bed. Mm. Bathroom light flips on. Nobody's there. And... They hear water running in the sink, and then the toilet gets flushed, and then the bathroom light clicks off, and the sound of feet come no, toward the bed, no. and the couple feel the covers no. pull back, and something cold climbs no. into bed with them. No, 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 I'm out. Yeah. I'm- I don't care how benign you are, that is upsetting. Yep. That's- I, yeah. I don't like it when my dog does that. <laughs> I know to expect his cold little feet. Nope. No, no, I'm following everybody else, and I'm finding the nearest window exit. Mm-hmm. Done with it. Uh, yeah, they did the same. They were like, can we have a different room? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can I sleep in the hallway? Yeah. Anything? Can you? Can we have the less haunted area? Just, yeah. <sighs> so, in all the renovations, one of the things they do is convert what used to be storage space... Into the gold suites, luxury accommodations, very fancy. <laughs> I love thinking that people spend a ton of money now to sleep where brooms used to live. Yep, right? So the big problem with this is the elevator only went up to the sixth floor. Okay. And you can't, for various reasons, I don't know specifically when this happened, but whether it's because of whatever their equivalent of the ADA is or whatever, like, you can't be like, okay, fancy folks, well, the elevator is going to take you up this far, and then you carry your bags the rest of the Mm -hmm. way. Do it. Do it. So they're like, all right, we're going to make a special elevator that takes you from the sixth to the seventh and eighth floors. I know. Let's put it where the room that we can't rent out is two birds one stone right (gasps) she's gonna be pissed 
She didn't like when the so, TV was on the wrong channel. What do you think she's going to do to an elevator? <laughs> well, here's what she does now that there's an elevator is she looks for her room now. Oh. So if you're staying on the sixth floor, a lot of people now hear this little tap, 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 tap. And if you answer the door, there's a nice old lady in the hallway in her slippers and robe. And you're like, oh, what's up? And she's like, I'm so sorry to bother you. I can't find my room. And oh. you find out her room number and try to help her find her room. She yeah. follows you down the hallway being like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And you can hear her shuffling along. And when you get to the place where her room should be by the numbers, yeah. you go, oh, there's no room here. It's the elevator. Yeah. And you turn around to be like, I'm sorry. Or, no, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This, There's no room here. And she's not there. Oh, my gosh. So... Unfortunately, instead of getting rid of the haunting, they really just kind of set her loose. They did. They freed on her. the entire six Yeah, floor. freed her up for other things. Yep. <sighs> wow. Oh, what a thing, though. What a sweet little thing. I just, I think near the elevator, they should put in a bed and a fake, yeah. you know, a play school kitchenette and bath situation. Mm -hmm. And she can just pretend to her heart's content. That's so sad. Or, like, find some of her stuff and put it in another room. Because, yeah, and, like, you disrupted her. Now she's looking for her room all the yeah, time. Yeah, now she's looking. Couldn't I, I really want a bellman to see her and to know it's a ghost and be like, oh, I'm sorry. We've moved your things, too. And then take her to another room, guys. Let her have a yeah. place to hang out. What kind of customer service is that, turning your room into an elevator just because you're dead? Rude. Seriously, you finally pardoned the guy who let a hundred shit pepperoni eating seagulls <laughs> he's allowed to have a room there but this sweet little old lady who just apparently wanted to get up in the middle of the night and wash her hands she can't have mm -hmm. a room empress yeah i love you but that's not cool no gotta make it work for poor margaret yeah all right well i'm glad you brought up the bellman because there's one ghost left <gasps> and much like the davenport oh. it is a ghost of somebody who works there so the davenport has a ghostly bellhop yes this one in the Empress is one that you can see. So let me tell you about the experience that a young couple on their honeymoon had in the 80s. Okay. They arrived at Christmas, and it was kind of understaffed. It was quiet. They checked in. It's Christmas Eve. There's nobody to take their bags. But they're like, well, of course. Yeah. You know, it's Christmas Eve. People are with their families. Yeah. Whatever. So they start taking their stuff to their room. But as they approach the elevator, a porter comes out of nowhere. And he's got a red jacket, blue pants with gold braid down the side. And his name tag says that he's Bill. And he happily takes their bag Aww, to their room. Bill. They walk into the room ahead of him. And when they turn around to tip him, he's gone. And they're like, oh, well, it's really busy. He must have gone someplace else. Okay. He's needed elsewhere. Mm -hmm. You know, he's being nice, but he can't wait around. Sure. So they put the money for his tip aside. Okay. Thinking they're going to take it down to the front desk to make sure Bill gets it. But the next day is Christmas. There's a lot of hap a lot of stuff happening. Now, fortunately, Canadians also celebrate another day after Christmas called Boxing, Boxing day. day. But again, an excuse for the hotel to be really empty of staff. Okay. Still not thinking about it. But on the 27th, they're packing to leave, and they find the envelope that has Bill's tip in okay. it. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we got to do this. So they go to the front desk, and they say, can we leave this tip for Bill? He helped us out Christmas Eve when we checked in. Front desk clerk says, of course, I'm sorry, we don't have anybody named Bill working at the hotel. Uh -huh. And they're like, no, no, no. 
I I can tell you, like, he looked like this. His name was Bill. Yeah. And so he's like, all right, let me get the captain of the porters oh, that's to come and help that. title I didn't know existed, but I love that does. Right? I, I imagine he runs a tight ship. Oh, yeah, he does. He'd know if Bill yeah. was working that day or not. Yeah. So, he comes out. He's wearing a totally different uniform than Bill's. All right. It's like olive green. There's no hat. Oh. And he's like, uh, what did this guy look like? And they describe Bill. He's, they're like, yeah, you know, he's older. He had a red nose. He was really helpful. He was really pleasant. And the captain of the porter says there had been a porter named Bill, but he had passed away many years ago while working at the hotel. What? Yeah. Oh. So that's what they say in the book is if your bags are taken to your room, look twice at who's carrying them. Absolutely. Because <laughs> I guess if it's a ghost, you don't have to tip. I guess you don't. If, <laughs> that's what I took away from this story. If he's dressed like a drum majorette, he might be dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what I took away from the story, so... I get so uncomfortable when hotels are that fancy. <sighs> Sometimes I end up staying at them for work things. Like, literally, last time I was in D.C., part of the time we were there, we were at the Ritz. Oh, gosh. And there were, like, guys with hats, and they would open the door. Or, like, when my lift pulled up, they'd, like, open the back door so I could get in. And I would just, like, stop doing things oh, for gosh. me. I'm not comfortable with this. Don't. Oh, my gosh. There is, it's called the Omni Parker House, and it used to be the Parker House. It's a hotel here in Boston that was a hotel Mm. as the Parker House. It was bought by the Omni Company. We use them, or we uh, exchange business with them, goes both ways frequently. They're lovely. They've got an amazing history. But one of their bellhops has been there for 50 years now, and Mm. he tells about how when Judy Garland visited, she was very shy And she didn't do anything for herself. And so many people thought she was actually being snobby and quite the princess because she would make everyone hand her her bag. She wouldn't push an elevator button for herself. She needed someone to open both sets of doors. And he said what actually it was was that she was very shy. She, She had a hard time interacting with people. But she wanted so badly to give out tips that she found any excuse for people to do a thing for her so she could give them money. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That is so sweet. Isn't that amazing? I just, I love that story about her. But I also love that there are people who really love their service job so much that they'll stick around for 50 years and then become this kind of cultural hub, this touchstone of knowledge that they can share these strange and wonderful little insights about people when you are really good at a service job it impresses the hell out of me because you have to deal with like difficult people you're on your feet yeah this is a good time for me to tell you about john reed who just died in april okay he worked at the davenport for 75 years (gasps) i saw that in the paper that's right yes yeah. 75 years. So John years. was hired. He was hired when he was 13. My goodness. During the war. Yeah. And, you know, obviously they're not going to have able-bodied young men working there. They're all off at the Absolutely. war. So he made 35 cents an hour. Oh. <laughs> yep. Grew up a little bit, went to college, came back in 58 and started working as a bellman and actually stayed after the hotel was closed until 2000. 
when the Worthies bought it. Wow. And, yeah, people were like, well, why didn't you leave? And he said, I couldn't. My heart was here in this building. Oh, man. Yeah, he had so much history, so much knowledge. They had honored him last June, actually, with a special 75 years of service pin that had to be custom made just for him. Sure. The mayor shook his hand and they named the boardroom in the hotel after him. Good. And gave him a refrigerator stocked with the fixings for his favorite drink, gin and tonic. (laughs) (laughs) Which I love. Man after your own heart. Yes. He had his black top hat, red three-piece suit. He apparently, every time the Worthies would come in after they bought it, he would say, Mr. and Mrs. Worthy, welcome to your hotel. And he said just they're going to miss him immensely. So that's amazing. 75 years at the death. Charming. I hope that he goes to wherever he wants but if he chose to come back to the davenport i would think that was delightful yes i think if he wanted to pop in and haunt it now and then mm-hmm. just like you're popping back by an old workplace i think that'd be the sweetest thing absolutely marvelous just yeah so precious mm-hmm. I love that. Well, oh, I love it. Those all. are five ghosts of the Empress and one very dedicated doorman. Absolutely, it is. My gosh. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I feel like it didn't really let you get a word in edgewise on that. I was marveling at all those stories. Marveling's not the word I wanted. I was just marvelous, 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 darling. I was just so excited by all those stories. You know, I love ghosts. I stayed at the Empress with. Uh, No, we didn't stay there. It was too expensive with Desiree, but we had high tea there. I have stayed at the Empress with my parents. It is one of my favorite buildings. I love how it's so covered in ivy. The grounds are great. The inside is gorgeous. We're definitely adding it to our road trip. We're going to be Mm -hmm. international on our Ouija Broads summer road trip because it's such a great place worth visiting. Even if you can't afford to stay there, which I don't blame you for not being able to folks they're so accommodating for you to just walk into their lobby go to high tea it's totally worth it uh wander the hallways that are open to the public check out the grounds what a neat building yeah and haunted also haunted fantastically oh love it I love a haunted hotel. I have to add this to our haunted hotels mm-hmm. list, our guide to haunted mm-hmm. hotels, which let me pull it up real quick. It's, so I can tell people about it. I'm just going to go to our proprietary website here <laughs> at WeechaBroads.com. One day I'm going to divorce click, you. Click, 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 click. One day, blotch it. <laughs> oh it was the best Jared Leto impression I had ever heard, Joker laugh-wise. Oh, was he the one who was the Joker in... um... Yeah, that bad one. I couldn't even finish that. Oh, we saw it in theaters. It was... Oh, wow. Well, yeah. Yeah. Don't know. Wasn't much else planned. Didn't have high hopes, left disappointed. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, so here's our guide to haunted hotels. We already have one on the Hotel de Harrow out of Afterglow Vista. Yes. That's the one that Ada Bean haunts. 
The Spokane Street Hotel is a seance. For that, you have to go to patreon.com slash Ouija Broads. You do. And right now, basically all patrons get access to all the audio. We're not doing seances anymore. It's all out there. Even if you give us a dollar, you can get to all that. And the higher levels get more, like, merchandise and stuff like that. But, yeah, go listen to the Spokane Street Hotel one. it's totally worth it. We've got our episode on the Davenport. Uh (laughs) That was a scary one. We've got the Chateau at the Oregon Caves Mm -hmm. and Manresa Castle and the Stanley Hotel, also on Patreon. Stan- why are why are hotels so evil? Oh, they're not evil, but they, they're definitely haunted. I guess you stay in a hotel if you're very happy because you're on vacation or you're very sad because you're getting away from something. They're places of high emotion, I believe. Yeah, I guess. Don't you think? I mean... I don't know. I, I'm, I'm if, being too self-centered. I'm just thinking about when I'm at a hotel, I'm always just like, I'm free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, these are places that we've mentioned. They all have some kind of, I guess, other than the Spokane Street Hotel. For the most part, these are like destination hotels. It's not just yeah. the Marriott when you're on a business trip. Yeah, these are pretty fancy places or relentlessly unfancy and murdered for real guys pay the dollar you want to hear liz Mm -hmm. tell me this story it's creepy and all things macabre yeah that's that that one's quite a one Mm -hmm. uh anyway if you want to catch up with all our stuff, I let's see, I said our proprietary website, <laughs> Ouijabrods.com. Get out. Patreon.com slash Ouijabrods. And then for all our social media goodness, you can go to Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Mm-hmm. Join us on YouTube. Rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or Podbean. Anything else we want to tell them? We want them to live weird. Die weird. And stay weird. Ooh, ghosts, Canadian <laughs> ghosts. <laughs> <laughs>